I hear your vent. Steven, say the turntable thing again. Jeez. Oh, how the turntables have turned. No, like I say it like I, you said it the first time. Like, like, like you hated me. Like, say it like oh, with. I, like when I, when I had like that that like pure anger and hatred oh, and hostility in my voice. It's because I was just listening to a lot of aggressive music, ooh, fronted it, by heavy metal Dan. And um, no, I was kidding. Yeah, Stephen. You know what? I, I was actually going to ask you about that. I mean, I wasn't planning on talking about it in the episode, but we should just get it out of the way anyway. Uh, we said we want we were going to make like a metal EP if we reach five thousand dollars. Uh, we didn't. We haven't quite reached five thousand dollars, but I still want to make a few metal songs, and I feel like we should do it. <laughs> you want to do like instead of a four song EP, you want to just do like two songs? Let's just do like two songs. Say, got there. since we got to four thousand, like we yeah. didn't make it to the five, but we can still do like a two song barrel EP. Yeah, yeah, okay. just like two songs just for fun. Like throw them out there, like get you know, give people a taste. So then maybe our next one, our next issue, uh, maybe th- because. Dude, how funny would it be if each issue we you know like reach the goal so we can make an EP? So Barrel just has like a full music career. So we have like Barrel's full music like like a hero's journey of his you know his kid, coming out. Kid, kid like by issue four or five instead of doing songs, acoustic. can we do like a well, was, well acoustic would work, but can we also do like a VH1 behind the music of Barrel? <laughs> at that point about the music. <laughs> oh, Barrel was slipping. And the, you know the rock fastened to his left hand was starting to rock. I anyway. said rock twice. <laughs> the repetition just threw me. I didn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> normally ruined it. Yeah, normally you're on the ball, and I was just like, I was like, oh, he's got this. And then you didn't. You didn't have it, Stephen. Turns out I was on the balls, which was not the place where <laughs> that's, I was that's not the way that's supposed to go. No one should be on the balls. I don't think. I don't mean. I mean, you know, live your life. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to judge. Hello, welcome to episode 83 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony, and I'm Stevie Wildcard. And every week, Steve Wildcard and I get together and we do our best to just suck the blood out of our issues. And be, dude, we're vampires, Stephen. We're vampires. There's no, there's no getting around it is what we do. <laughs> I like, we, we, you know, I mean, I, we should go the other way. The, you know, the, 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 the issues are the, 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 the issues of the vampires. We're not the vampires, but Steven, we, we destroy them. And like, let's face it, like a human can't stand up to a vampire. See, I don't care we, what the movies tell And we let like that, we let the issues like kind of suck a little bit of our blood just so that, you know, they're within striking distance and, you know, they kind of slow down our productivity, but then we just stake the issues right in their damn chest and they just we like it is the problem. We like the way the teeth feel when they go in a little. <laughs> um, no, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, confused metaphors. No, no. But, um, so every week we get together and we do our best to just take all of our issues, bury them in the dirt and, you know, just walk over the them to stomp on their graves as we get something done and move forward. Uh, most recently, it's been a supernatural action comedy horror comic book called Deathless. And Stephen, tonight, as we're recording this, uh, this is our last few hours of our campaign. This is the last hurrah, um, Hail Mary, it's, you know, like all of the, all our cards are on the table, like you know, we, we, we push the big red button and so everything's in the, up in the air and it's all up to like the gods of comic books now. Like there's, there's literally no more we can do. Talking into the camera right now, like literally like you, you are in the future. It's too late. <laughs> this comes, this comes out on Wednesday. If you're watching this now, um, you can go look back at the campaign and see how it did. Maybe we gained a couple more, uh, backers and such. I don't know. But Steven... The last couple of days, we've kind of surged a little bit, and we're up to, like, 
70 backers and we're, we're like well over four thousand dollars now it's which is nuts because we were like kind of hard stuck around the 35 3800 somewhere in that range we were kind of you know just kind of sitting like we would get like an occasional backer but like then all of a sudden it was just like this burst of like all these people and it's like sweet we're at 79 you said about because last time i checked yeah, it was like or I th- something but i think it's 71 but i might i could be wrong that's but amazing like how can we oh it's incredible and deathless yeah, jumped up like it's just so great. And then, like, with Deathless, I'm more confident when we go to cons that we can sell Deathless easier in the terms of just, like, the comic book world. The 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 more, like, it's – Play It Again is an amazing book. And I think if anyone would buy it, they would they would, they would would like it. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I kind of said that from the beginning where I was like, Deathless is going to be, like, the easier foot in the door. Whereas, like, Play It Again, it's like, once someone actually gets it inside, it's a, it's a vampire, Steven. It needs to be invited in, but once it's in there, <laughs> once it's in there, like, you're powerless against it. It is a good book. It is, like, like the art is there. It is, like, a very unique experience. There aren't many books like it. Uh, the art is fantastic. Um, I, I think that I did a pretty good job at, like, conveying the message and, like, themes and everything and, like, getting, like, the emotions out of people and such. I think it was a good book, and, the, like, the, the reviews seem to suggest that as well. But, yeah, dude, you're totally right. Like, freaking selling that book is hard. And, like, we were at the convention, and we're just like... I mean, it was funny, because, like, you're drawing, and I'm like, I'm, this book is about my, my life, and it's sad. You know, like, <laughs> step right up here. Don't be shy. I wrote a terribly sad, depressing book about Let me ask you something, sirs and ma'ams. Would you, would you like to cry today? <laughs> Just, <laughs> and have not, you met not, your tier <laughs> quota yet, is my question. If not, boy, do I have a book for you. Um, here you go. Um, it also comes with this bucket for all of your tears. Bring them back to us, and we'll give you a free sticker. <laughs> we will weigh this, the tears. Um, no, but, like, so, yeah, we were at the convention, and, we, like, we, we, we realized that. That, like, the elevator pitch of that book is... It's not as easy as you'd hope, but we, we kind of knew that going in. We knew it was a little bit of an unconventional book as far as, like, you know, the, the broader, you know, general comic book audiences, is, you know, are concerned. Um, Deathless, though, dude, I'm totally with you. I think it's a much, you know, it, it, it kind of sells itself with, like, the eye candy of, like, the cool-looking powers and characters and awesome, enormous unicorn teddy bear monster of doom. You yes. know, Barreled is, is quickly becoming bigger than me, I think. I think at this point I'm just going to take the pen name Barrel. That I mean, I feel like I need to dress we up as a unicorn. Yeah, comic just, book by Barrel. Like that's the, 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 it's it's going to start talking to me like you know you're a piece of shit, Steve. I know I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> now draw me. I'm like oh my god. It's just like so, Stephen, why did you draw Barrel on every panel of every page? <laughs> what are you doing? This is all Barrel now. It's just played again, but you just draw Barrel crudely over my face. Barrel like, oh, had a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god dude like the next episode of this podcast is just you and barrel and i'm just like <laughs> dude so yeah i'm with you though like i think this book's going really well people seem uh people seem excited about it we don't have as many backers this time which i've been getting down on myself about and like i i kind of like i don't know like how do you feel about it how do you feel about like I not think, as many people coming i think in terms of the kickstarter I'll, like the first time around we didn't really know how we were going to do any of it when it came to shipping, how many copies we were going to get. I think to some extent, 
how we've been able to handle play it again with being able to on demand sell issues and send issues and stuff like that. That maybe some people are like, maybe, maybe they just like, I'll get it when it comes out. I'm just not going to back this right now. Cause obviously people have gotten it. And like, I feel like even like my family, for example, I know my family will probably get some yeah. and some of my family did contribute, but like yeah. my sisters, you know, like, like people like that didn't necessarily contribute this time, even though I know they're supportive of it. So I think, right. I think 70 backers is a good number considering a lot of them are people that we we aren't that familiar with or that we don't have um those obvious familiar ties is what i'm getting at oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah like i i feel like the i feel like there's more um of course we have like our amazing like friends that have been following us for forever backing us like the people that don't make it weird michelle like we have like all like all these incredible people still continuing to support right. us so like i feel like the people that we've met through the platforms that we've met them on and you know the friendships we've developed have shown up and i think there's a lot of new people that have shown up so i'm actually yes. i mean i mean like 70 people i'm happy with it dude like and like that amount of money is i mean i know the kickstarter takes their their portion and we're going to ship and all that but we're going to be able to get a lot of copies of deathless printed you know so yeah, dude absolutely and like that's kind of where i found myself too where i was like i do believe that a lot of people see that we met our goal and they feel like they're happy to watch us succeed and they will get the book when it comes out. I feel like yep. that's that's how a lot of people are viewing Kickstarter. Um, and I think that because of the overwhelming success of our first uh, Kickstarter campaign, I was getting too much in my head where I was like, why aren't more people, why aren't we at 500% like we were last time? We should be at, you know, like we, like we should be at 900% this time. Ah, oh, man, we're not doing better, you know? But I think that that's it. I, th I think you nailed it where it's like the reality of how the Kickstarter campaign worked last time. People see that and now they're like, okay, well, when the book comes out, I'll just buy the book. They're going to have yeah, it. They're, they're, their Kickstarter's funded. I know they're going to get the copies. So I'll just order it. You know, like that makes a lot of sense to me. But dude, I'm happy. We did it. Like tonight's the last night, uh, but we're successful. Like no matter what, we are almost, almost 400%. Like we, we, we're, we're like up there. So it's mm -hmm. great, dude. Um, not to mention another huge point of like just like i don't i don't know if pride is the right word but like i don't know i i was so relieved and so freaking happy this week because i saw that like the two both of the kickstarter campaigns that we supported uh, in previous weeks have made it of uh, both Valorn Tweed and Magic Powder number two both uh, met their goal. I was it was a nail biter for both. It was a freaking was... nail biter, dude, especially for Valorn Tweed. I was at the edge of my seat. I was just like, this needs to freaking go. Like, why is this not happening? And I was like, so, like, oh, it was, it was driving me crazy. It was driving me freaking crazy. Um, But thankfully, they did it, dude. I was, I was so happy. I love seeing, I love seeing stuff like that. So like, we'll probably like, I don't know. I'm excited to see more from those guys. And like, maybe we'll have them on the show or something and talk to them about their. I'm, and I even, I, I got the, I got the back issue for uh, magic powder as okay. an add on. And then I think I did get the, tw I think I got tweet. I think I did get the, the, the stuffy. I think I went for that tier. Yeah, so, oh yeah. I, yeah. I'm dude. I'm so stoked. Cause like, I'll be honest. Like I, I had a poker face on cause I was, I was worried. I was like, man, that's, that's a, I mean, not much time left. Like, you feel like when, when you start a Kickstarter, the people that are going to show up are probably showing up day one. So when you're that late in and you need so yeah. much left, like it's like, how is this, how am I going to, you know, Dude, but then I, I guess, I guess there's the opposite effect where people will jump on now because you're so close. Like, yeah. why not? Speaking of Kickstarter campaigns that deserve a little attention, here's our friend Peter to tell you about his book, Valor Issue 2. Imagine the legend of mythology were all true. Now imagine when they died. Their power didn't die with them, but was simply held until another worthy vessel came along. Fast forward to the modern age, and our 
hero, Sean James. Just a regular kid from Dublin. Whose brother was unfortunately murdered when he stumbled across a drug shipment. To handle their grief, Sean and his mother take a trip to Loch Nassuel in County Sligo in Ireland, where Sean accidentally stumbles across the Shrine of Balor, where he is deemed worthy to keep these evil powers under control by the fairies that guarded them. Using these powers, Sean decides he's going to hunt down his brother's killer and make him pay for ruining his family. But when he does eventually find the location of this man, what he finds will change everything. How many more powered people are there? Who are the SCMP? And does Sean have what it takes to be a hero? Balor issue 2 is funding now on Kickstarter. We have one week left. Don't miss its new kind of superhero comic and an Irish hero without a lot of the stereotypes. I just, I just love that we're, you know, we're finally like kind of meeting other comic book creators now. Finally, it's like we know we finally kind of spun out and increased our Venn diagram a bit, which I'm thankful for because like, especially me, dude, like I love the writing community of Twitter, but like, and I write a little bit. I'm not going to say I'm not a writer. I write a little bit, but I am an illustrator. And like, it's, I've never like really been in those circles that I should kind of be in. And I've tried, I try to like post whenever people post threads and weird. Yeah. It's so weird to navigate all that stuff, man. I posted posted that the other day where I was like, I want to be part of the writing community and the podcasting community and the movie community. And like, I just want to have friends who do all these things. And like you said, like the, the, my Venn diagram, you know, with all these people, it's just like, I have like all these crazy circles and I just feel like Dr. Strange trying to navigate everything. (laughs) You know, just like, like, how do I get you back in my life? You know, and I'm like, it's crazy because you like, you know, it's like everything else we talk about with the opportunity costs where it's like, I spend most of my time um, just talking to and like enjoying my relationship with various people in the writing community. But that is kind of neglecting, you know, the people in the comics community and the people in like podcasting communities and like, you know, so I'm just like, how do you do this, man? Like, I'm trying, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, so I, all I can do is try to like, do my best. I post my like silly stuff. I try to create like I try to engage when I can, but like dude, I feel like I, I've I've been feeling like I've been slipping on social media so badly. And, and that is one place where I do like it is beneficial. Like my job, like in between driving to other jobs, like I can tweet and respond and comment. And it it's it feels like you're getting like double time in because like I'm like driving to the next job, so I'm yeah. not wasting time. But I'm just benefiting because like I'm at work, but I'm still doing this because I, you know, I'm, I'm still working. Steven from even a year, year and a half ago wouldn't even recognize this, Steven, because like, dude, I keep buying video games and I do nothing with them. I just keep looking at them like I'm like, I'll make some time. And then it's like, I don't make time. I'm just busy. Like I like because like these pages, like I mean, a lot of like I'm putting a lot of effort into these pages. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it shows. I'm, yeah. And I'm learning new techniques and things will go quicker. Like, but like. I spend way too much time zoomed in and I, I do a lot of detail. But anyways, what I'm saying is like, man, like I have all these games. I have all these things. It's hard to juggle all this time and yeah. like manage your social media. And see, I brought it back. I was kind of nervous. I was kind of uh-huh. far out there. I was past the buoy, but I, I think I found my way back. But yeah, like it's hard to manage everything. It, I mean, it's always has been. I mean, like this, this yeah. has been our issues from like the start. So of course, man. I mean, that's why we had to do this. You know, it's like yeah. it really is hard to to be accountable in those moments and to also be because you have to be a successful father and a successful husband, and successful at your job, and successful, you know, illustrator, and do your best to like gradually increase your levels and you know the various aspects of life. 
Um, and it, it's freaking hard. It's hard to maintain that balance without like neglecting something. Um, so it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thankful that we've been able to do this for free, you know, for as long as we have, we're doing a great job, I think, you know? So like as much as I wish we would have improved as far as like getting more backers instead of slightly less backers, I am freaking thankful. I do think it's amazing. I like the fact that anyone shows up to support us and like they, they do. It's so funny. Like the things that'll randomly move me, you know, like, I, like when I'm like on uh social media and i'm like most of the time i'm just kind of like dead face like breathing out of my nose you know like when i'm watching you know but like occasionally someone like um there's that guy david who's been uh you know retweeting our stuff he's just like he hosts a radio show and is like really i guess he has a podcast a radio show and stuff he's been kind of like amplifying our posts and just like like trying to show support and saying like you know these guys are doing good work and like stuff like that means so much like people like jd who like every week comes into my dms and he's just like Audio? You gonna do that? You gonna get the audio for the people? I'm <laughs> That's like, what I'm telling you, man. JD is literally a producer on this show. Like, I'm not even like. It's yeah. like a. It's like he's like the audio producer. Like, he's like, hey, just want to make sure you did you shuffle the audio. It's like it's every crazy. week, and like with like okay, without him, it would come out seven days later. Like, 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 like you're all <laughs> you'd be I, ringing everybody. I'd huh? be ringing just... everybody every week. <laughs> yeah, I can't like I and I try, but it's just that juggle. It, that's all it is. It's just the juggle of like like where my consciousness has to be in any given moment where I'm like, I'm throwing, like you said, with your focus when you're drawing and it's just like, I'm throwing all my focus into whatever I'm doing at the time. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to kind of like be here now. And I'm just like, like I'm not worrying too much about the future. I'm not like, I'm trying my best to not panic because then I'll end up like, you know, kind of like, um, stagnant, you know? Cause like that, like the indecision of like, Oh no, everything's overwhelming. What do I do? How do I do anything? Like it's, it, it becomes overwhelming. You end up doing nothing. So I try to like, maintain like a crazy focus on like you know laser in on whatever i'm you know working on at the time and it works and it's been working for us so far you know it's like that's how i'm able every freaking week to do this podcast and then edit it in one day you yeah, know? Like, and i'm just like but i get it out there and i do it um and it's that's how my that's how my saturdays are it's so funny because like yeah. i like spend an hour or so in them every morning chipping away, chipping yep. away at the pages. And it does add up. I mean, those hours oh, yeah. add up. By the time I get to Saturday, it's like, oh, I just got these, you know, this left. But like when Saturday comes, man, if I'm a little behind, I'm like, well, it looks like Saturday's my editing yeah. day, basically. It looks like I'm going to sit here and draw for nine hours if I have to. Like, it's just what it is. Like, it's, that's what I have to do, you know, and like uh, progress as much as I can, you know, it's just what happens. Like, but that, but it really is like the podcast and those things that do keep that in check. Because if it was just a quick text or a phone call, it might not have that same, uh, I don't know, like my feet being held to the fire, basically. Like this right. podcast, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like, not only owe it to you, I owe it to everyone that listens and like the things that we say we're going to do. And like, so yeah, no, 100%. I completely agree. I want to grind these issues out as fast as possible so we can get through the whole story. And we are making crazy much like our speed on deathless is so much quicker than play oh, yeah. again like not even close so but, um, and it like i feel like it keeps like leapfrogging like we both have our weeks where it's like we don't get as much done or we get stuck on something and then it's just like exponentially jumps the next yep. week so it's like i feel like we're constantly keeping up with it so that's really cool i mean perspective i'm on page 16 i mean we're getting there man it's like but dude that's like done. that's almost nothing more to do you know what i mean so yeah dude um I'm so proud of us. I think it's amazing. I I'm also excited that I don't have to worry about Kickstarter for a little bit, and I can we can focus on the comic. We can focus on other things. I can focus on all these random thoughts that I keep having, Stephen. Um, 
Steven, I need to bring something up to you. I didn't know that there were birds that sucked blood, Steven. There are there are birds that drink blood. Is it the ones that like peck into cows yeah. and drink yeah. their blood? Yes. Yeah. There's like a vampire finch called? and there's a, yeah. there are a couple of them. I, and I was like, so I, re I read about that and I was like, there are birds that drink blood? This is crazy. So I was like, like how, how nuts is that? So I was like, I was like, okay, okay. Like how, this is crazy because like, I don't think of, I like, I don't know. I, I think of like birds as being these like. <laughs> Sorry. What? I just imagine like a bird vampire vamping out and it's like, it, it just becomes <laughs> a bee. A bee. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So like that, and that's what that's what started going through my mind when I was like, we focus so much on bats with vampires. We're like, oh, vampire bats. But and so it's like they hang upside down and ugh, they grow these like wings. You're like, okay. So I read this thing about the birds and I started googling and I was like, what other creatures drink blood? This is crazy, <laughs> you know. And I was like, so naturally, I was just like, um, why don't I ever see like leech based vampires like that? You know, like we all know leeches, you know, drinking blood. They're used medicinally. Like there are all kinds of like classic sequence in stand by me. I mean, like, what? oh, man, I mean, like we're talking like there's so many things you can do with that, with like a movie or comic or, you know, whatever, just like vampire leeches. What I was imagining is like a full body, like mouth, like kind of predator opening up with the teeth. Where like a lamprey, like, like the, like those an, like the lamprey animal, like leeches too, but they yeah, have like yeah, yeah like the, the rows of like serrated teeth. Yes, that where allow like the, the suction would open. Yeah, where it would just yeah. completely open as a leech, and then like do that, and then also, wouldn't it be cool if the forearm would open to also show that like the whole body has teeth? Oh, so it has like the like yeah, like the little. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, so like, because so like he's drinking you from like, or yes. he or she is drinking so, you from multiple. Yeah, so I was imagining like a scene where like the end of a movie where it's like someone's, you know, like like kind of like a villain who makes it through the end. Where you're like, oh man, they were trying to escape all these monsters the whole time, and you think they're finally free, and like so, someone's like, come to me, come to me, and then they do this, but as they like wrap their armor on someone, you see the arm just open up, like. And they just like embrace them, but you just, know they're just yeah, just completely draining them. That'd be amazing. And I was just like, that's so cool. Um, think how fast they could drain someone too. You could like really do some oh, crazy death scenes because what? with that many mouths like draining at once, you could literally like leave a husk and throw it like within like five Ooh. seconds. Oh, you know? I love that. You know what else I love that like we don't really we don't like you know what else I love that we don't really see a lot of in movies is like a transformation um kind of like gremlins-esque transformation where it's like a creature that starts as one type of thing and then it goes into like a cocoon of some sort and then becomes another type of thing that we're also not familiar with where it's like huh, like 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 multiple monsters like you know like this is crazy because dude one of the things I thought of or one of the things I read was um a calyptra thalictri dude it's a vampire moth so it starts as like yeah, so it starts as like this larva, um, and it you know it, it goes through the whole process of becoming a moth. So it's like it comes it starts as like this one kind of creature, but when it becomes a moth, it favors blood, like it favors human blood. <laughs> there was like, dude, there was like a test, like a, a, a like a Russian test where it, when it was offered a human hand, like this hook like tongue comes out, digs under the human skin, and they'll drink blood for like twenty minutes. Oh my! They were sipping on just that. Si perp. Sipping on blood. I was like, I was like a freaking moth. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like oh a vampire. Like, first, like terrifying. First of all, like, like wait, it's hard to write a movie about that actual creature going bad. Like, it's easier to be like, oh no, birds are killing people. You know, and be like, oh, we all know mm -hmm. what a bird is. We can imagine what it would be like if it wanted to attack us. 
most people haven't heard of vampire moths, so you'd need like the Jeff Goldblumy like, oh, well, actually, there's, you know, like, <laughs> well, see, they have this little, uh, they have this little huh, hook like tongue, it comes out. Oh, don't get me with that. But like, so that he's makes, so great. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, so like stuff like that makes it more difficult. But if you if you just kind of like expand on it and you create your own world based on that where it's just like oh now there's this like humanoid like humanoid person who gets bit by this like crazy moth that comes from somewhere they've never heard of and now they're becoming this then like the person cocoons and when the person comes out of the cocoon they are this vampire moth creature like oh, that would be so like, yeah. cool yeah, wouldn't that be cool? We never see humans cocoon. I want to see a cocoon. Like, I want to see, like, humans go into, like... <laughs> there was cocoon, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. And we stopped. <laughs> we were, like, nailed it. We got the one. And, and, you know, the movie didn't do it maybe well enough for them, so they blamed cocoons, but it was probably, like, something else. Like, there was probably just not an audience for it. Or maybe... I, I, right? I feel like... Dude, the third act of Cocoon, it should have been like, what are the, are these like old people? What, what's going on with this movie? And then they just start like mouths open up, hook like tongue comes out, draining like Jeff Goldblum or whatever. Uh, you're uh, draining. You're probably uh, find a way. Which <laughs> is crazy. Anyway, I was going to do like a pitches get stitches, but I was just like, no, I just want to like talk for a second about this freaking Cocoon. Like, how cool is that? Dude, it's not necessarily vampiric, but one of the coolest animals that like I've read about recently was you ever heard of the bone vulture no dude first of all for a vulture they're really freaking cool looking because most vultures are just like you know the you know weird looking face they look like they look like uh you know weird turkeys basically but (laughs) probably turkey vultures but anyways the bone vulture dude looks like a hawk it's got this really cool looking face right it's got like a white face a white white silverish face but its diet is like 80 percent bone like it eats bones it doesn't eat flesh it eats bones and its face is red and it's not from blood, but what it does, it's such a, it's like war paint. It like basically finds this red clay and like intentionally rubs like what? red into his face. And he, they just look insane, dude. They're like, I such- wish we would have known that when we were working on scavengers, but dude, I guess, yeah, we know I, mean, I guess now we can. <laughs> <laughs> like, good thing. We learned it in our thirties. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, we could easily reference that now. Like yeah, dude, that's vulture. amazing. Like, for those of you, even, like, if this makes it into the show, for those of you who don't know, uh, Stephen and I worked on, previously on a book called Scavengers in which one character was named Vulture, and there was a group of people who were basically cannibalistic anti-heroes, and it would be so cool, dude, to, like, have him, like, war painting, like... War, yeah, war paint with, like, yeah, and just, like, eating the bone or whatever. He doesn't have to eat the bones. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to go that far, but... Even better. We figured it out when we're in our 30s. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's so cool. Like, it's so cool to learn about random animals and just, like, I constantly feel inspired by that stuff. I don't know where everyone else gets their story ideas, you know? But, like, I always feel like all like so many of my ideas come from these, like, random facts that I find and just kind of, like, wade through in my day-to-day life. And then it just kind of, like... I'll trip in my actual life and I'll be like, oh, I'm stumbling over this random stupid human issue. And I'm like, oh, but what if I was a turkey vulture? You know, I'm like, it's so funny how that works where I just like, it becomes this like crazy recipe of a narrative. And it just, like, I love it. I love that. I just, I don't know. I, I am always curious about that. I don't hear a lot of people struggling for ideas anymore. Like I used to, I remember when I was younger and people would, 
I like I would I would read more people saying like oh I can't come up with any idea I don't know what to write and like that kind of thing. Writer's block these days, or at least in the circles that like you know I see online, it's more to do with like juggling the day to day stuff or uh, finding the motivation, giving the existential dread of the impending apocalypse, or you know like what <laughs> you know like it's it's harder for people to sit down and like actually do the work these days with everything else going on. Um, but like. I, I don't know, like, I have never been someone who had any shortage of ideas, and I think that's kind of, that's been my problem, that's kind of why I, I got into, like, the, I have to focus on this, and I became, like, so specific, um, and, like, so meticulous with, like, taking notes, or, like, making plans, and, like, keeping a calendar, and writing notes to myself, because, like, I'm someone who will just sit there and entertain all of my stupid pitches forever, you know, and I'll just sit there and be like, oh, but what if a leech person, oh my God, you know, and like, I will pitch movies to myself all day and never get anything done. And I wonder, like, I don't know, I wonder, like, how many other people go through that versus, like, can't come up with ideas. Like, I don't know, like, I, you know, I I don't know if that's a thing, but if people have trouble coming up with ideas, they should talk to me because I will, I will help them have ideas. It's pretty easy, I think. So yeah, dude, I think everything's going really well. Um, so what are you gonna do this week? All right, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna get 16 done. I do want to do more than 16, but I right now I'm working on the Minotaur panel, so I'm not even like on the night panel or the Spartan panel. I still have the top three, so I'm just gonna say I'm gonna get 16 done because it's it's gonna be a busy page, but I think it's gonna be worth it when it is. Like I think it's gonna be like one of those. Oh my god, this page is insane! Like awesome. Um, so it, it already looks amazing. Like all of your, you know, everything you've sent me already looks great. Um, I'm going to color one page, but then in addition to that, I have to start doing this too, where like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, like telling you what my plan is for this, but like, so I'm going to color one page. I'm also going to sign this up for those two cons. Yes. There's two. Better. Yeah. There's one in like November. There's like a space oh, con, cool. and then there's another one like November or September. I forget, but awesome. It, it's the same con that we did before. But it's, but it's the buy the buy yes. it's biannual so yes. um SpaceCon is in June right or is it in July oh, I don't know I have to look I just if it's I, in July we might have Deathless by that I mean I, I think uh, we will have Deathless but yeah. the only thing I'm I'm not worried about us finishing printing. in time I'm worried about printing times because yeah. who knows what can happen with paper and all the like we don't know the, the route that's going to happen yeah. so but yeah so the goal is to get as get as much like get it all done as fast as possible so we have like that. Oh. turnaround time for print so Heck yeah thank you all for watching thank you for listening if you're only listening to one of the various podcasting apps thank you and also thank you jd for telling me to post those episodes there uh <laughs> we really do appreciate you every single week um but thank you all thank you for contributing to our kickstarter and helping us be successful thank you for being with us for 83 episodes now steven we're done 83 of these things this 83 is incredible. holy potatoes <sighs> we're gonna get kevin smith by episode 100 we're doing our best <laughs> Um, but thank you all. You're really amazing. Uh, join us on Twitter and talk to us. Feel free to ask us any questions about, you know, coming up with ideas, making comic books, our you know, convention, you know, uh, what we've learned from our first one and what we plan to do better. Uh, if you have questions about Kickstarter or if you have a Kickstarter that you want to share with us, so far we're doing pretty good with helping people get their Kickstarter funded. And I feel really good about that. So I love building a community here. If you, if you're one, if you want to be a part of it and you, you know, like what we're doing here, just talk to us, talk to us on Twitter. Steve and I are super much- approachable. Yeah. And as long as, yeah, even as long as you're not weird, like you, you can totally like DM me like i'm not you can I'm not, be like, a little weird <laughs> a little you know what kind of weird i'm not one but like yeah like most weirds i'll accept but yes you can oh yeah be, I mean, oh yeah you can be mostly weird just don't be the wrong kind of weird you know yeah. what we, you know what we mean <laughs> <laughs>
We all know, but <laughs> it's the unspoken weird. And unspoken weird, though. We're not. We're not. You yeah. stop it. Stop it. Um, creeps. Creeps. But anyway. <laughs> but thank you all. You're all amazing. Um, I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. And this has been episode 83 of We Have Issues. We'll see you next week. Steven, I have some. I have some things I have to say to you. Um, and these come just from my heart, Stephen. <laughs> and they're for you specifically. Uh, Stephen, Jason X is a fantastic movie. It Space Jason is the best Jason. I just had to say that to you, Stephen. That's very important. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. Um, See, I mean, you're... Space Jason sounds pretty cool. I will tell you, um, so that was our friends at uh, Drunk History wanted me to talk about Space Jason. I actually love Jason X. I think it's one of, I, like, it's my favorite one. Like, people think it's ridiculous, and it is. But, Steven, there's another thing I had to say to you. Um, quite a few things. Like, I've known you for so many years, and I just, like, I've, I have things that I've never been able to get off my chest. And one of them is, um, when the Gungas come storming, that's when you know that the gin has kicked in. The, the 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 that's all folks like that that's all folks <laughs> exactly you know i i just met these i haven't actually interacted with these people outside of this um i i which i kind of like i kind of like that like this post brought people and they were like oh i can sh just shamelessly self-promote through this guy's mouth and i was like yes you can please do that forever like <laughs> come, i hope you like like get up in this mouth like i this is what it's for like you you like, like I, <laughs> use, this with, mouth. <laughs> use this mouth with all your might just like throw you oh geez <laughs> i am i am a ouija board and your fingers are on on me and i'm just like a go like you're being a ghost or whatever like i like just use I, i'm just revealing i'm just revealing I'm just all it is like like so i revealed the truth um so the witches talking tarot want me the witches talking tarot want me to say sit a spell with maddie and amber on witches talking tarot they're the classiest witches you know that's what they want me to say just like that they said it they were like do this um perfect it was a very beautiful commercial you thank you uh Kay oliver wants me to say to you um by the way i i love uh Kay oliver I, isn't it cool when you start to like recognize people and you're like oh i mm -hmm. see you all the time you start interacting more, you interact like, more it, yeah it, it's awesome dude that's it's why just, i love twitter that's yeah, why i love twitter it's, it's so cool when like you start making friends and you're like i don't because i'm sure there are just like there are, like the myriad of people where it's like i i've probably seen you four million times before you were really on my radar and like for whatever mm -hmm. reason now we're connecting and i'm like oh i like that you know it's cool um you either sleep as Dr. Jekyll or you stay awake long enough to become Mr. Hyde. <laughs> I like is, it. Which is just appropriate. That's just, it's it's just beautiful. It's just like well-written, man. Uh, Josh, the writer, needs me to, uh, to tell you, that's not a knife. This is a knife. That's a <laughs> banana. <laughs> so, the, banana the banana was a curveball. I, I, mean, I was like, Crocodile Dundee, I've been wow. there. I've seen that movie. It pulls out the big old Australian knife. And oh, yeah. I feel like that whole movie's point was to say, hey, America, you think you're America? We're more America than you are. Like, yeah. I, feel like like, I feel like it's what Crocodile Dundee was. Like, it's such a weird, such a weird well, movie. I mean, yeah, it is a weird movie. I mean, it's Steve Irwin in the, the concrete jungle, right? Yeah, like, basically. Like, it, it's, it's like the pimp Steve Irwin. He's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, all, I'll tell you, like, all I remember about that movie or those movies 
is that scene with the knife, which I remember, and the, a scene where there's like a crocodile Dundee shouting through like a subway or an airport, like just through a bunch of people trying to reach this woman. And I'm pretty sure they crowd surf him on his feet. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee 4, the crowd surfing phenomenon. I don't know. I, maybe I made that up, but that's what's in here. And so it's, it's canon <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, if anyone knows, if you've seen all the Crocodile Dundee movies, if that happens, let me know. <laughs> if it doesn't, tag me in for the sequel of Crocodile Dundee. Like, surfing, surfing these big... All you need is an alligator tooth neck, necklace, <laughs> yes. khaki shirt, khaki, khaki shorts, and a hat. That's really all you need. Sure. You got it. Um, oh, the Doom Generation podcast needs me to tell you, Stephen. The damsels of Doom Generation are delightful. Just like that. I did it. Beautiful. Chef's um, kiss. Vic and Sizander. I actually like this one. I think it's, it's, it's nice. Um, food only feeds. Light only shines. Love only loves. It's a nice thing. If someone was like, hey, I'll say anything. And these people were like, will you say these nice words that I think more people couldn't like stand to hear in this trying times? Yes, I will. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Like, thank, I you didn't... Your... thank you for the light. Yeah, thank you. And well, you know, thank, honestly, thank you for the retweets, all of you. Like, I, it really mm. does mean a lot. I don't know if anyone's watching this segment of the show, but like, I really do appreciate people doing this. So I'm willing like to, to honor these. So Bailey G., um says check out the joys of being alive by bailey g on amazon today so check out the joys of being alive by bailey g on amazon today um thank you bailey let me see ellis goodwin says steven hang on <laughs> pause <laughs> how would you feel about having a pet goat So my experience with goats has never been pleasant. I've been to a couple farms and they always like when I was little, they try to hit your butt. I mean, that's their whole goal. Their only goal in life is to ram you in the butt with their head. Like, I don't think I'd want to go. The baby goats are really cute, but I don't think I want like, I don't think I want a big goat. I think that happens with most creatures, uh, pets and uh, children, like human children. I think people are like, the babies are so cute. Look at them go. And then it's like, you get one. It's like, oh, this is the cutest little goat baby I've ever seen in my life. And then it starts being a butthead. And you're like, what do you do? What do you do? You know, but um, Stephen, you know how I feel is my life would be better if I had a pet goat. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> now, now, a perk to having a pet goat is that I th- I'm pretty sure goat babies are called kids, right? Mm-hmm. So you can say, like, I have my kids at home, and the people come <laughs> over, and it's just like, you got, like, four goats. Like, what the hell is this? They're my kids. Uh, but um, JD, our uh, audio producer, wanted me to say, <laughs> titillating. I was like, titillating. Titillating. I don't actually know if he wanted me to say it, but he wrote a GIF with the word titillating, so I did it. Um <laughs> He was more or less like that is that is a good like yeah it does sound titillating. It's like sorry. like I was like what are, you, what are your last words? Hmm, titillating. No, wait, that's not my last. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Matthew Sidak, who is an amazing, incredible, supportive, he's awesome, so awesome too, dude. Uh, hi, Matthew. Thank you so much for any. You can read him in Heroes, I believe, right? Along with Dina yeah. and, and dude, I, uh, my copy's on the way. I can't wait. I'll definitely like. Yeah, I got order. I, they have it on Amazon too, right? Yep. 
that's where I got mine. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna order through Amazon. So check out Heroes by Lost Boys Press. Totally gonna be awesome. I'm gonna I'll I'll have it in the background and I'll talk to you about it when it comes out. Um, but or when I get mine. But um, he wanted me to say, Stephen. <clears throat> me 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 me. <laughs> I cannot think of anything witty, but happy to retweet. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank Beautiful. You. Um, so <clears throat> I don't actually know this podcast again. This is like the third podcast that I'm not familiar with, but they, they were cool. They found enough us. To, they found <laughs> us. So like here, look, we're making friends through this. Um, Steven, the angriest nerd ever podcast wanted me to say the angriest nerd ever is enraged and he holds a master's in journalism and media studies from a top tier r1 institution that would be cool thank you awesome that's what he wants me to say um katie who by the way uh she's at casey writes with an underscore at the end mm-hmm. katie uh is freaking phenomenal dungeons and dragons player by the way um i'm so excited to see all this i mean ever since i was obviously not invited and they were just trying to separate the band yeah (laughs) and you know like they were i feel like you were like john ladden moving on yeah but but yeah no it sounds like such an awesome group of people i'm so stoked to see like all of it i can't like every time like you'll see like I'm, i'm sure alex will end up posting videos i like he's been toying with going just audio only but i don't think he's going to he looks too good to post audio only. <laughs> like, like alex is too handsome a dude and he also dresses up every time like he can say he looks like an old day or whatever but like he looks good for the podcast you know um but dude every time katie does like her character's voice you could like i'm i just like like lenient, just like I love this so much. It's so cool. She does. She does this like awesome Southern Belle, but like with like spunk, like, like with like like some like uh, just like this awesome. What do you like? Like she's got Moxie, you know. It's like she's like a Southern Belle with Moxie. You oh, know? she's got like, a little like yeah, like she's like Megara meets like Megara from Hercules meets like a Southern Belle, right? One hundred percent, dude. Yeah, and like and you get like she's smart and her like and you can see that Katie is smart and her character is smart and it's just like it works so well and she knows what she's doing. She's well versed in the game and like in the world. Um, and like, dude, it just honestly. Katie is the miggityest miggity mat miggity Katie is the miggityest miggity miggity mac daddy of all time. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> was that like a crisscross reference from her? Miggity miggity mac. Yeah, I think is that I think it was. But Katie. Dude, um so I love her. I think she's amazing. I like I've been having so much fun like getting to know these people through this. I can't wait for all the, I can't wait for you to see it and like for anyone to see it. it's it's crazy like working like we just recorded yesterday and I was like when are people going to see this it's a whole thing and it's becoming I cannot I cannot wait for the footage to get there so I can download it and then just green screen myself in the party too adding things like because I'll know the whole story and I'll just be like the Ender Dragon or I'll just be something in it. Oh my gosh, you should. I bet. I, I bet. I bet. I mean, Alex is doing a really good job with the voices. It's very funny, dude. I didn't. I was so exciting. I was like, you can't look like that and be funny. Shut up. It's like Chris Hemsworth over there, just I know. killing, I killing it on all accounts. Like I hate him. I hate him. But he can sing too. I bet. I bet. I bet, I bet, I bet he can sing so well. 
gross. He's disgusting. Um, but lastly, but totally not leastly, uh, someone who is on my Twitter and like always stalking me to the best degree in the best way. Um, just uh, at Pulley CD, CD Pulley. Um, I need to tell you, Stephen, CD Pulley is the greatest. Having interacted with her, uh, have you interacted with her? Just brilliant. <laughs> that's it. That's what she wants <laughs> to say. Um, but honestly, it, I do always enjoy my interactions with her. It's so cool. I love Twitter, dude. I love like I, I love that. Too, man. I love when stuff like that happens because like some stuff happens not so great. It makes me feel weird. I have to like I have to navigate certain things. I'm like I don't I don't want to deal with any of this. This is what I want. I want a community. I want to celebrate that. I want to help people. I want to do whatever I can to like be supportive and you know do that kind of stuff and do this and say silly jokes and make people's day a little brighter or funnier or whatever. Um, and those people all help us, dude. Like those people are all there, like making Twitter the best version of the thing. So I'm happy for them, and you know, happy to have them. So thank you all for contributing to that. And Stephen, thank you for listening to those fantastic words that I just had. To say. I, I figured, I figured I might as well. I, now you can use this. You can just put this after the song if you wanted to. I guess.